howdy, hey. And what's up? Hey. And welcome to Mostly Film, your one-stop chaotic shop for all things in the world of film. I am one of your hosts, Jonathan McCorder, joined by my beautiful co-host, J.P. Payton. Thank you. You ever see those TikToks where there'll be somebody holding a piece of paper and it has a line, it'll go up, down, could do a little arch, and it's like vocal... It's like a vocal exercise. Right? No. Uh, 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 uh. no, we're on different. TikToks. I would love. I would love to see the path. I don't. I'm not on TikTok. Caitlin shows me. Oh, okay, which would make sense. Dawson Caitlin says sings. my TikTok is a very dark and strange place. I believe that it's fantastic. Yeah, I don't like, have TikTok for that reason because my Instagram's absolutely garbage. Oh, you should. You should see my TikTok. Just scroll through my likes. It's that. insanity. <laughs> no, just accept the fact that I'm a millennial that is not going to. Yeah, you know, just. I'm I'm saying you know about way. the Gizzy Glizzler. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm cultured. I'm not. You seen ignorant. him do the hot dogs? I mean, I know the phrase. I haven't seen the actual no. Oh, it's insane, bro. Yeah, I'd rather not. And I've seen as today. I saw this dude who can put his tongue through both of his nostrils, like all the way in and out of his nose on, on TikTok. Yeah, this is a great cold open. Uh, this is great. I might that, just cut out the the film roll altogether yeah, and just, just go straight into the nose. The point being is. <laughs> The way you, you intro this, cut out the, you do cut out the film roll sometime. No, it's because it's clipped out. Because it's too loud. Because of, of the recording, I don't know why. Oh, okay, it's a recording thing. I've never intentionally done uh, well, it. It's only happened twice. I'm always like, yeah, something must be wrong. But yeah. Anyway. Well, anyways, the point being is that that intro was was all over the place, and I would love to see that like charted out. Yeah, that's well, that's that's the price you pay. Yeah. With me opening, so I didn't watch a lot of movies this week. I why watched, is that? And I'm, we won't go into super detail because we talked about it before beforehand because <laughs> yeah. I could do a whole podcast now on Jet Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I have been playing. I've got 26 hours logged already in Star Wars Jedi Survivor in like the last week. Yeah. Um, through like to put it in perspective, you've had it for what? I, I I got it like the week it came out. So you've had it for three weeks or so now. Yeah. And I've had it for a week. Yeah, I've probably put 14. Yeah, to 15 I've been hours. Blitzing in it. through this game, doing the side missions. If you liked Fallen Order, this game's even better. Like, oh, I, I agree. Oh, my gosh. It uh, early is, on, like the first four hours alone yeah. were better. Yeah, and the hub world is fantastic. Yeah. It is it is phenomenal. And like the connections to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and um, some other, without spoilers, because still new. Yeah. There are some fantastic moments and character pop-ins and... Man, I cannot wait for the inevitable Cal Kestis appearance into this larger world of Star Wars beyond the video game. Cameron Monaghan is already an established actor from Shameless uh, and Gotham. So, you know, I know he can act. So let's let's go ahead and get Cal Kestis plugged in. Let's do it. I would love to see that. And he's also becoming... I'm interested to see what they do with him because he's so powerful now. Yeah. Like, how are we going to make him fit into the wider world of Star Wars and not be mentioned in, like, the Ray and... You know the. I mean, it's a it's a big galaxy, man. So yeah, um, I'm ready for it. He could be this. Not that Star Wars needs a savior, but like Mando and Cal to usher us into a new era of Star Wars. Those would be the two I think would be. Yeah, I mean, it would kind of be like the Guardians in Marvel. Like they're just doing their thing, and a whole other they're supposed to be just doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Definitely I mean, to quote that. Mark Hamill from one of our later news stories, slightly out of context for the purpose of this conversation, <laughs> yeah. it's time for us to move on. And I think Cal Kestis and <laughs> the Mando it. are the way to do that. So anyway, so that's why I don't have a lot of shows on mine when we get to what we've been watching after our trailer roundup or TV or movies, whatever, because I've been uh, just balls deep into uh, Jedi Survivor. 
and it is life changing. And then unfortunately, um, I'm about to be balls deep into Diablo four. So uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm probably going to wait a week to get it because the servers are going to, you know, thankfully early Crazy. access people have been doing it and they haven't had issues with tomorrow's go day for everybody else. So yeah. I'm sure it'll be nuts, but uh, I think you and I, maybe you're going to squad up with yeah. Kyle and maybe one more and we'll uh, get our Diablo squads. It's your first Diablo. Yes, it will be. Mine too. I, I, I mean, I've seen Diablo 3 played. I downloaded it briefly. Yeah. Um, but I was like, this was a long time ago because Diablo 3 came out forever ago. Yes. And I was like, this isn't for me. But now it is for me. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go kill, or I guess you're killing the demon queen Lilith. Lilith, yeah. Yeah, so I guess I'm going to go kill some demons, uh, which I've been pre- preparing my whole life with Doom. So <laughs> I'm ready for it. Um, anyway, that's what that's what I've been doing because uh, I've been gaming. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I've been doing. About to be on vacation again for eleven or twelve days. Uh, you deserve through, it. I get through this week and then learn you're the hardest, you're, hardest working man ever. That's right. Met. Don't you forget it. Uh, so anyway, uh, you have anything you want you want to plug at the beginning before we get into our trailer roundup? <sighs> My energy level is way better than it was last week. I know. Yeah. I went to the doctor and everything too. Yeah. Last week too. Got a full good. full physical wellness check, all sorts of stuff. Um, I get headaches, and she said my tension. I have a ton yeah. of built oh, up I, tension I, and stuff in my right side of my body. I get the worst tension headaches. Like, yep. So I got a migraine script now for when I get them. She prescribed, not prescribed me. She said I need a new pillow. That's yeah. part of it because I sleep on my stomach. I sleep on my right side. So yep. she said that's part of it. Um, then I got a full panel of blood work. Yep. Uh, shockingly, my blood pressure was one eighteen over seventy eight. Wow, that's almost perfect. Yeah, my cholesterol. No, perfect. What I know. I hate Two you. Two and a half years ago, it was perfect. I and you. I was like 20, 30 Please pounds. Tell us all what you just ate here. Right I before had a we fudge round, a travel size thing of Nutter Butters, and a travel size thing past of eight, Cheetos. Past 8 p.m. And a diet. Yeah. Cherry Coke. Listen. Diet. You, your boy here has, I've been intermittent fasting, trying to cut back, eat smaller meals, trying to like get together. And I've seen a little bit, but I just, I know if I were to go to the doctor right now, it, everything would be off. Everything it'd be out the only of thing she found that was slightly concerning, not not concerning in terms of a bad way. She said my iron may be a tad low, so they're actually going to do an iron screen of my blood and see. But if that's the end of the world. You know what it means? I got to eat some more veggies. Maybe I just start taking my multivitamins mm, again. Yeah, but she said that can cause fatigue. So maybe that's why I was so tired. Maybe. But I, I have a theory, and then we'll actually get into the yeah. pod. This is this, is, just, this is the oldest old man podcast. Yeah, listen, oh. everybody likes a good random cold open. That's what people are really here for. It really sucks you in. Um, the, I told one of my coworkers years ago when I went and got my last two and a half, three years ago, when I went and got my last blood work and physical done, you're supposed to go every yeah. year, but I don't cause no, I'm shocking and healthy all the time. I haven't, I haven't been since before the COVID. Yeah. Like a year so, before the COVID. Or, oh. And they all thought the same thing. They, and I was like 30 pounds heavier then. Yeah. They thought I was going to be like blood pressure, you know, 200 over 20 or something like that, you know, or I don't know what high or low, what it's supposed I don't to be. Know. And then my cholesterol, just like, hey, you got like, you know, cheeseburger in your veins. Yeah. No, perfect, basically. And and one of my coworkers is like, it's all those artificial preservatives. They're preserving your body. So if I stop eating those preservatives, my yeah. body will therefore falter. I'm basically preserving myself with my preservatives. That's why they're called preservatives. Hot take, but it's true. Uh, Mostly nutrition. You heard it here first. So I'll, I'll have to wait to see the science on that. I mean, so far the science is backing it. I'm not going to trust 31 you. 31 years old. I'm not going to trust perfect you. Perfect cholesterol, a... perfect blood pressure, perfect lungs and health. My reflexes are all there. I got no nodules on my balls. I'm doing good. <laughs> That's good to hear, I man. I know. So, you know, 
we're uh, I'm out here living, thriving. Listen, we do this podcast to share all, all our clean bill of health. Yeah. So for all of you other people, you know, don't I, I don't kill yourself exercising. You know, I think of my, I think you, you know, you're over here throwing kettlebells around. Think of Tyler. He's yeah. over here on his Peloton all the time. You know? Yeah. You're wasting your time. Eat a cheeseburger. Kyle's, Kyle's hitting the gym now Kyle's too. Kyle's hitting the gym because his up, blood bud. pressure was high. Yeah. Y'all just doing it wrong. You need to drink more Diet Cokes and eat some artificial foods. And that's how you do it. Well, you just, there you go. I'll take a prescription of that any day. I'm not telling you to do this because if you do this and then you die, I don't want to be held responsible. I'm just saying that's what works for me, right? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we got some trailers to watch. Let's let's rock. Let's, let's watch rock the trailer. So you've never seen Bird Box, the Sandra Bullock, the original one. No. Fantastic movie. I was, I was, you know, a victim of, I think, some early bad reviews. No, there weren't bad reviews. So I, we just watched I the trailer. Remember, I remember people not liking this in the beginning. I'm going to go look at what it's tomato score. Tomato, tomato <laughs> score? You, this is the old man All podcast, right. to, tomato score. Um, the first Bird Box, I was very, very fan. Very fan. Man. Very fan. Only fan. You're hyped up, man. I am. Uh, I can't find the just overall tomato, tomato view. Um, so it's got 64%, which is... Good tomato and sixty percent audience score. So it's the ratios there. Yeah, that's, that's not one. so bad. Uh, so Bird Box Barcelona, also by Netflix, is coming out in July. Um, it looks like I don't think it's like a it doesn't look like a prequel. It looks like just Bird Box in Barcelona. Set in Barcelona. Um, the tension looks great. The atmosphere looks great. The performances are different, but looks good. Um, maybe maybe spiced up the horror elements a little bit. I like that there's a German Shepherd with his blindfold on. I uh, hope nothing happens to the dog. That's one thing I like to do before I go to a movie. Does the dog die? Yeah, Great website. Safe. I just need to know. Um, but Bird Box Barcelona doesn't look as good as Bird Box. Um, but it does look good. But you had freaking, uh, what was the guy's name from, uh, the first one obviously Sandra Bullock killed it, but the in White Lotus season two, the gay uncle, but not really an uncle. Oh, yes. What is his name? He's a he's a big Broadway guy. I cannot remember. His name on. Tom. I oh, know his name was Tom and Bird Box. I think. Um, oh my gosh! But he was in it, and he was also like he was like the main kind of villain, and he was great. Let's see. Looking it up. Looking it up. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not higher build on here. I was trying to look it up. Too. Tom Hollander. Tom. Oh, it is Tom. Tom Hollander. Yep. Uh, he was the played a great villain in yep. the first. You need to watch Bird Box. That's pretty good. But yeah, uh, Bird Box Barcelona looks like more of the same, but that's not a bad thing. It's been long enough. They've waited. The first one came out. Do you still have it pulled up? Uh, no, I don't. Came out in 2018. So that's a pretty good pretty good wait. Um, so I'll watch it. Uh, it's on Netflix, so I don't have to pay to go see it. You know, it's a good streamer. Uh, we'll see how it is. Does it pull your interest in since you haven't seen the first one? Uh, I'd have to see the first one to be does sure. It make you, does it give you enough premise to make you kind of want to watch it? No, not really. Mm-hmm. See, the Bird Box is kind of what I think The Happening wanted to be, just fleshed out better. I never watched that happening. Now, when we do M. Night Shyamalan and review, that'll be something for you. Did you ever watch Knock at the Cabin? I did not. You might as well save it now. But uh, anyway, uh, second one. I'll let you start with this one. She Rose. Uh, so this is a movie um, by the creators of Spring Breakers, which mm-hmm. I personally had not seen. I haven't seen Spring Breakers either. Listen, there's a huge cult following for this movie or for Spring Breakers. Um, so whatever the vibe is for that, 
I guess you kind of expect that to be the case in this one, but it kind of feels way more campy. Yeah. Um, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it seems like a decent cast, but again, if you display that much camp in a, in a, in a trailer, obviously you're trying to tell your audience the kind of movie to expect to go into, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look very promising to me. No, me neither. And I know there's a lot of like Twitter and Instagram and social media, TikTok hype around it. Yeah. Um, it but, looks okay. If I'm going to go see a film like this, I'm going to go see Mad Heidi. Um, it's kind of similar vibes. Honestly, that was the exact thing I thought whenever that trailer started. Yeah, just Mad Heidi looks way more. Oh, yeah. Way better, more original. This one's just a little cliched and campy. And I, the performances don't exactly spell. Like, I feel like there's going to be some poor. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't bad, know. Bad Camp is, is a movie in which you're watching something that feels like the real world, but people are, are acting outrageous whereas good camp is like there's no way this is real life this game is also no doubt bodies 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 vibes a little bit yeah with more action which i am not i'm not a huge bodies bodies i gave it three stars i'm kind of an outlier for it i just thought you know did you i can't remember i actually i I didn't but gen z loved gen z loved halloween we'll do a curated halloween yeah, for the month of Halloween, just pause whatever we're doing and yeah. do a Halloween, maybe like a spooktober. We, we might need a guest host. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I'm thinking of movies that, like, so I'm saying, a curated Cur- one. Yeah, that aren't just like horror, like bodies, bodies, bodies. You can do bodies, bodies, bodies. Okay. It's like a comedy thrill. Like, I'm, I'm gonna go see the Blackening. Yeah, I won't go that, see the Blackening. Oh, it looks great. It's this not. week, this. Uh, oh well, Transformers comes out this week. It's next week that you gotcha. get like five films. You get the Blackening, uh, the Flash, and Elemental. All same week. So yeah. big week. Um, yeah. So she rose. It's like a bunch of girls who find a bunch of cocaine. And it's basically the Amazon series Mad Dogs gender swapped with girls. Okay. And not near as good of a cast. Yeah. So um, watch Mad Dogs instead. But if she rose goes somewhere to stream for free, I'll go see it. Sure. Or I'll watch it. Uh, what looks a little bit better. Uh, maybe a little melodramatic, but good. Uh, surrounded. This is a... Uh, Western five years after this takes place or Western Phil five years after the Civil War ends starring Lita Wright and uh, not Drake Bell. What is his name? Lake Bell? No, that's Jamie, the girl. Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell. I have yeah. a lot of bells. Um, Jamie Bell um, and then Maisie Rest, Michael K. Williams and Jeffrey Donovan. Jeffrey Donovan from yeah. Burn Notice. Those are your stars. Uh, follows Lita Wright who is I guess getting out of the slave trade looks like. I think she is. She has been out well, I couldn't tell. I think she had been freed yeah. and is like basically tracking down these people that enslaved Still, her. Yeah, that were. I, I don't think it's a Django and Chain. Yeah, thing. that's. Um, okay. I think it's. I think they track down people that are still slaving, slaving, slavers. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it looks pretty good. Like I said, maybe a little melodramatic. Now the subject matter is very serious, so I get the tone. Yeah. Um. Overall. This looks like it could be a sneaky, um, like it looks really good. Like in the trailer was like three minutes long. It was a long trailer. Yeah. Um, this could be a sneaky one that comes up really high rated, um, for the year, not just for me, but I think in general, I'm not saying like award season or anything like that, but I could see this getting some traction. This looks like a movie that could gain some. It's an, I think it was this one of the MGM ones. Yes. Um, so speaking of MGM, have you seen the trailers for from? The TV show, it's already like three seasons in. It's got Michael from Lost in it. I don't think so. And I think I was wrong. I don't think this is MGM. I don't. Oh, yes, it is. Sorry. Okay. Yep. Um, From has like, it's Michael from Lost. He moves to this like Wayward Pines type of place and yeah. things get real weird. And like everybody has a yes, smile on yes, their face, yes. like smile. Yeah. And like, 
looks they crazy. won't have to give that a watch. So is it out already? No, oh, yeah, it's like season three's out. There's like three seasons of it. Oh. I had no clue. It was like MGM's big pilot one. Then I need to watch that Forrest Whitaker one that's out there too. His show that's on MGM. Can't remember what it's called. But there's a that's what I'm saying. The MGM Plus thing. Yeah, a lot of good stuff on there. Sylvester Stallone's got something on there. I don't know. But uh, no, Surrounded looks really good. Um, look, I will watch it. Okay. So yeah, that's that's it with that. Uh, the next one's probably out of the rest that's left probably my, the most hyped I am for this week's trailer roundup um, it's a haunting in Venice which is the third chapter in our Hercule uh, Perot does this thing Hercule I guess so Perot yeah maybe you want me to look it up yeah well I'm probably pronouncing it wrong oh most definitely Dawson but told me I'm he's busy gonna. I couldn't call him that's why he had me film that thing for later uh, for Thursday's episode, yeah. um, he would know because he's read some of the Agatha Christie books. Anyway, it's the third chapter of his investigations. You had Murder on the Orient Express, Death on the Nile, and now you're getting a haunting, haunting in Venice. Um, a Haunting in Venice is basically a horror movie, and it is it, it is a murder mystery. Yes, obviously because of you know the context, but it is definitely more of trapped in a room figure out who done it type of possibly some legit supernatural things going yeah, on looks super, like very yeah very heavy super uh, natural elements um yeah i mean the it, it doesn't have quite the star-studded cast as some of the other ones you have kelly riley um i've seen something she's in i don't know who kyle allen is you got jamie doran which you know thirsty girls and boys yeah will recognize from uh 50 shades of gray um or since it's pride months 50 shades of gay we'll do okay. it that way uh I don't know who Emma Laird is, but she looks familiar. You got your girl Michelle Yao uh, and Tina Fey, and then Ricardo Samarcio and Camille Cotton. Um, so those are your those are your stars, and then obviously your lead Kenneth Brana Brana Brogna as Hercule Pro. Um, this looks really good because I was telling him like it does give the horror movie vibes off. He's going to come in there as a very rational. Like you always want people in horror films to kind of think rationally and do what really normal people would do. Well, you're yeah. going to get that in this film because um, they're all thinking they had like the seance and then someone gets murdered in it. They think it's all real. And then when he gets there, he's also seeing some like maybe potential supernatural stuff. So I thought he was there already. I didn't see, see him sitting at the table. I don't know. I figured he got called in. Well, I feel like they 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 shot the trailer that way or they, they edited the trailer that way for the reveal of him being there. Because when I first saw this trailer, there was no preface of like what this movie was. And I'm thinking, Oh, this is actually pretty scary. And then I see him up there. I was like, Oh, this is it's like, Oh, okay. I, I didn't, I didn't know to expect him. And so I don't know. I, I could see him based off the, where we left him in the last one. He's a little bit more, you know, He's wayward, lost, lost his way type of thing and trying to find himself and stumbles across this, this seance and what we always know in these movies. Is, uh, death on the, does Death on the Nile end? Oh, here it is. Yeah, okay. The end of Death on the Nile is him at the bar and he turns around yeah. and he takes off his like half of his face mask or something. He's got all those scars, scarred up face. Yeah. And he looks like the Joker. He doesn't, he doesn't take off his mask. Well, you don't it, see. It flashbacks to him and you see that he or did he did he shave because he goes back to the, the to the bar that's what it is yeah so that's so, so I was looking at it because at the end of my review yeah. I was you know I said um, 
how happy we got the backstory on his mustache. Am I right? Now the next movie has to open with him dropping. Do you want to know how I got these scars? Mm-hmm. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. So it's been a while since I've seen it, though. So. Yeah, me too. But no, uh, Haunting of Venice looks great. I'm excited to see some Michelle Yao and uh, Kenneth Branagh go back and forth. That should be pretty good. Yeah. Um, the next one is The Adults. We're finally getting Michael Cera back in action. Um, I feel like I haven't seen him in anything substantial in a while. Now, granted, Barbie comes out and he's in that, but more of a, more of a, you know, we didn't see him in the trailer, did we? Not this newest one. Yeah, I, I guarantee it'll just be like a little cameo. Yeah, like what you see in the second, the first trailer that released, just a short little Michael Cera tease. Um, maybe not though. Maybe hopefully he's in it some more. But uh, the adults is a uh, looks like a, he Michael Cera is an estranged brother who comes back home, hasn't seen his sister, family member, something in a very long yeah, time. Both of his sisters. Yeah. No, they're both his sisters. I, I thought. thought you said the other one had a crush on him. No, it's the friend. Oh, at the bar? Yes. Oh, okay. I missed that somewhere. Because um, I thought she was a little young because she was in the... She's like, the youngest sister who, I well, guess... Well, yeah, no, in general, because like, just to be with Michael Cera, I, I thought she was the love interest yeah. of it because she's in It as like a kid just a few years ago, oh, and then Michael okay. Cera's older, so I, that makes more sense. Yeah. Anyway, um, and he comes back home and kind of realizes that they need him, and he's kind of been too absent and um, kind of like a family rekindling drama, dramedy. Gonna have some comedy beats to it. Um, I actually think I'm gonna like this. Yeah. This looks pretty good. I mean, it's reviews on Letterboxd and everything like that. Oh, is that seem out pretty already? good. I don't know if it's out already. There's only there's less than 200 reviews. Oh, probably not. No. So probably early access yeah. somewhere. Well, yeah, it showed at TIFF, the Toronto yes. Internet. That's probably what it is. So that is it. Um, yeah, I, I this looks pretty good. This looks more like a you movie. You like more yeah. films like this than I do, but um. I since Michael Sears in it and it looks enough that I would enjoy it. I don't think I'm going to be bored with it. Yeah. I, I told you when the trailer opened that I've been waiting like 15 years for Michael Sarah to enter that like peak awkward dad mm-hmm. mode of his uh, acting career. And uh, obviously he's an older brother, but kind of plays a father tries to play a father figure. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Can't I was wait. Hoping when they said he was going to a party Yeah, when he got there to be, Jonah Hill, like one of his old <laughs> friends or something like that. Give me the, you know, but not super bad at all. Just like, you know, Don't give me something that like that. Um, Our last trailer, kind of in the com- full-on comedy vein, is a new ne- another Netflix one uh, called The Outlaws. Um, this one stars, what's his name from uh, Workaholics and The Righteous Gemstones? Adam the... Adam something. Hold on. But, uh, and then it stars Pierce Brosnan and Hannibal Burris too. Um, think Daddy's Home meets meet the parents kind of like a a combination of those two things did either of those end up resulting in the parents being bank robbers and turns into basically a heist movie no (laughs) so yeah there it is so you get who's uh it's it's a netflix movie so let's 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 clarify but this Uh, one looks better than some yeah but did you see man in the man in Toronto? The man no, from Toronto. I, no, that one didn't interest me at all. Garbage. And I didn't watch About Time either with Kevin Hart and or not Kevin Hart with well, Mark Wahlberg but, uh, and no, but, it might have been Kevin Hart. Mark Wahlberg and Kevin Hart. But Man from Toronto though. Woody Harrelson. And Kevin yeah, Hart. yeah, yeah. That one kind of fits more the mold of this one to where yeah. that that is it's it's action comedy, um, and it was it was god awful. You would think with the casting it would be great, but. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a bad script and all that's going to be the big downfall in this. I don't know. They got Pierce Brosnan. So 
Blake Anderson does make a, a showing in this one. That's all. And he was in the yeah. car. Um, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's just very blinking. You missed the scene, but I saw him. Um, yeah. So yeah. So he meet. Who's the dad? Who's his dad? Adam's dad. Uh. Oh. Um. Shoot. It's not on here, and I can't remember now. Off the top. How of my can head. it not be on there? I, it's not. Oh my gosh. Um. It's freaking. Um. I gotta find this it. This is embarrassing. No, it's all right. I I gotta find it because it is. Uh, <coughs> oh my gosh, there's a lot of thing called the outlaws on here. Oh, um, Bro, how did you even find it on Letterboxd? You gotta put the dash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How isn't he listed on here? I don't know. But my I forgot Michael Rooker's in it too. Oh, and not Hannibal Burris. Little little Ray Howery. Howery. That's who's in this one too. Oh, uh, Adam Sandler produces this, and it's a Happy Madison production. Yeah. I so don't, I don't. I still don't have a hey. lot of faith. <laughs> Man, how is he not? He's like one of the bigger actors in this film. How is he not listed yeah. on here? Anyway, Adam uh, Adam Devine's dad, um, mom and dad meet his wife's, which soon to be wife, his fiance, yeah, yeah his parents, which is Pierce Brosnan and Ellen Barkin. Turns out they are, and Adam Devine's character is a bank manager. And turns out her parents are world-renowned, famous thieves. Um, and they rob his bank, and then it goes awry, and then they have to get $5 million to pay back, and they have to use him to help, and they can't stand it. Richard so, Kind. Richard Kind, there it is. How, did, how is he not listed? I don't know. Listed on there. So yeah, Richard Kind is the Adam Devine's dad, and they like couldn't be more opposite. So if it's done right, this could be decent. I think in three, three and a half stars. Most three stars. <laughs> no, I could see being three and a half if I really give it an enjoyment. Like, if it's the first daddy's home, the first daddy's home, I really enjoyed. Okay. Second one, not as much. But then uh, I gave that one three and a half. I could see this being a three and a half. But, you know, we'll see. I hope Netflix does kick up the, you know, that's two Netflix movies we're going to have to check out, or me, uh, Bird Box, Barcelona, and The Outlaws. So, uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any hopes for it or no? Are you going to watch no, it? I might watch it. Are you going to wait and see how it pans? No, nah, I might watch it. The Adam Divine factor. I, I actually Watch think Adam Gemstones kind of season funny. three comes out. I know. So. I'm pumped. I'm absolutely pumped. Well, the thing about Adam Divine is too, he's typically most of his movies are typically okay, at least. Uh I just I relate to him more. I, I see him more in TV. So his movie Well well his appearance. TV choices too. Yeah. I mean I most of the movies or television shows I attach him with, I've never seen one that's just like abysmal. Yeah, no, but, I haven't seen all of his films. But either, I also so. don't. I also don't credit him with maybe the success of those TV shows, though. No, he's like a, he's Gemstones. A, he's no. he's not even he's no. not even close to the best on that show, even no. though he is great. He's great, but no, and give me Danny McBride. Oh, uh, give and, me well, Walton Goggins, really. Yes. Yeah, but uh, so you, you finished Justified? There's yep. rumors he shows up in Justified Primeval. Really. They done their best job to squelch it, and all of yeah. them said no, no, he doesn't. But I think people, the only... there, there was a leaked set photo, yeah, that got on the internet, and then people have quickly been scrubbed from the internet now. It, but even in the Twitter world, it's hard to find. So you're telling me there's hope? I'm telling you there's hope. There's a chance. If Boyd Crowder shows up, I'm gonna lose my mind. That'd be like a Spider-Man No Way Home opening night yeah. moment with when Peter Parker and or when Tobey Maguire and all them show up. I would be, lose my mind. That would be great. I mean, we're already getting Boyd. Boyd's already in it. 
Boyd yeah. Hallbrook, yeah, the actor. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, anyway, so that's our trailer roundup. Um, some pretty good ones. My most excited is definitely Haunting in Venice. Um, yeah, for for me, it's it's obviously the adults. Yeah, that's an easy easy choice. Sona. I didn't see a release date for Haunting in Venice. Is that a that'll be an October release? Uh, so I think it'll probably be a little bit before. Um, I think the book that it's it's related or the book that it's based on in the title they had to retitle it. It's not like Murder Murder on the Orient Express or Death on the Nile where it, those titles are based off the books. They had to switch it because of, I think of the release date um, because the book title has Halloween. That was the longest way for me to explain oh, okay. that. And I realized that, but yeah, yeah it, it's it's based around Halloween, and hmm. I guess it didn't play well for them to have it that that way. Well, that makes sense. So um, that brings us to what we've been watching. So yeah. I've seen, I watched two things. Yeah. And me, one of them let me, let me was st- Ralph Breaks the Internet. Cause listen, I don't log every movie yeah. I watch with Violet just because. Well, you should. Cause oh. your, your diary would look crazy on Letterboxd. Yeah. So I, I've started to log them if I've watched it like multiple times in a week now. So I've watched Ralph Breaks the Internet multiple times in a week. Yeah. Um, and what, I watched Across the Spider-Verse. What's the cue with uh, Violet for Wreck-It Ralph? What do you mean? Like, I mean, she tells you she's ready to watch Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, like how does she come up? Yeah. Daddy? Ralph? 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 But in in Ralph Breaks the Internet, there's a scene. Have you seen it? Yeah. You know where she goes into the, they go into the Disney Prince, Penelope goes into the Disney Princess room. Yes. Violet, especially the first time she watched it, she like... I think her mind almost shut down and overload. She's like, that, that, Ma- Moana? Cinderella? Uh, 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 Merida? Oh, oh, Ariel, Ariel, Ariel. Like every, every princess that would turn to, she was like having a Leo moment and she was like going, uh, like tensing her body up, dropping her jaw, like couldn't figure out where to focus. Loved it. And then she made me rewind it about 50 times every time it moved on to the next scene. You know, I feel like Violet has the uh, potential for a great reaction YouTube channel where she's yeah. just, she's got the reactions down pat. Just, yeah. Moment she can start talking, putting form and sentences and everything. Well, she is now already. See, so. we could, it's not too late. We could get an elemental review from her. I know. Or she, el- yeah. element. Elemental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the only two things I watched. Me and Abby are watching another episode or two of Succession. We're watching um, still in uh, season shiny one. Shiny happy people. Still in still in season one. Yeah. Has they have they had the board meeting? The lifeboats. Are you talking about the lifeboats? We're up to episode four, I think. Oh, bro, no, you're way behind. No, yeah. So there's that. Uh, but yeah, and then we're watching that. We're watching Shiny Happy People, which is the exposing the Duggars. Okay. Yes, I, so, I actually just saw a snap that a friend was watching it. Me and Abby yeah. are up to episode three, and we we argue every episode. So Abby decided she didn't want to watch it with me anymore. But then she watched some of it today. I was like, you know what? We're gonna still watch it together. So yeah, I can't. I, so I here's my problem. Well. Here, I'm not going to go into detail. I didn't have it on here. Here's my issue with like, as a Christian, my issue with like the Hillsong documentary and the shiny, happy people. There are shitty people in Hillsong in the yeah. same way. There are shitty people that are part of the Duggars and like the background of the Duggars and like the IBLP, whatever, basically this almost cult of like extreme patriarchy, like male dominance yeah. thing. Right. Then they, but then they just kind of shit all over Christianity as a whole. They take their sh- subtle jabs and like paint all Christians to be like this. I have an issue with that. Like yeah, biblically, yes, it is under Christ, under under the husband, 
the wife, children. That's the cycle for obedience from Jesus. That doesn't mean if your husband tells you to go jump off a bridge, you jump off a bridge, you know? <laughs> there, I, I don't believe that way. I don't have absolute authority over my wife, you know what I mean? Yeah. B- but I don't know. They, but they, they just paint all that stuff to be outdated. And, like, you start picking apart the Bible like that. That's just kind of what they want you to do. It's just really bugs me a little bit. And So you didn't watch the most recent uh, Hillsong one? No, I watched the released. original one. Yeah, apparently the the new one is... That is, one's more like a comedy, isn't it? No. The pictures where they have like actors look comedic. No, Carl Lentz does an actual interview with it. Oh, okay, I guess... Carl Lentz and, and his wife. Oh, I guess we need to watch that yeah. though. Yeah, apparently, I, I mean, not... I think it was enlightening, but it does not justify anything, obviously. Oh, no. There's but no, I, I do no, think there should there's be... There's no redeeming in those things. It's, well, it was just... here. Well, we're all on tangents, more of a mostly focused topic, but like we talk about redemption, though. Yeah. Dude fucked... It messed up, right? Yeah. And made a mistake. A big mistake. Multiple mistakes. Probably wasn't repentant about it at the time, but I'm not one to judge. But if he, him and his wife really made the choice and they have kids, they stick together and he got the help he needed and he's really repentant, took years out of the spotlight and out of ministry, mm-hmm. and he's genuinely a different person. Yeah. I have no problem with him getting back into ministry. Yeah. He should have much stricter checks and balances and uh, some sort of like unbreakable accountability, which I know that's not, that's impossible, but yeah. you know what I mean? He's back working for a church now. Well, that's fine. I'm fine yeah. with that. It's been years. He's not, he's not, a, he's not a minister or pastor. He, I, I, I have I, no, I'm not. I'm not against. Like I'm I have disagree no with problem you. with that. Like you know, like people deserve grace. I don't think like if he had this affair and then like uh, six months later he was back into it, that would be a different story. But yeah, and there's no time limit either. Right? There's no like set time. But I don't know. Yeah, there's no probation period and all that. No, so I don't know. Anyway, that's just a tangent. I Next time go. I'm mostly focused. Yeah, we better do it quick because that's timely. Yeah. So anyway, you start because I only have two. Ah, shoot. Okay. Um. And I, I'm going to save across the spider verse for last because there's a news, yeah, uh, a news no, story you, with that. Yeah, so, and I that. have a lot of thoughts on that without well, spoiling it. I will say you need to watch this. It, uh, I'm not watching the idol. No, man. Nobody should watch the idol. <laughs> Nobody is watching the idol. Okay. Uh, I might as well. Yeah. I, I watched the idol last night. Um, thank you for that. <laughs> thank you so that, much. Is that how you feel about it? <laughs> that is pretty close to what it was. <laughs> Um, there are moments. Let let me set something straight. I didn't. I've never watched Euphoria. Um, I'm big on HBO stuff, but I just never. I missed the are hype. Going to? I missed the hype on it. Now probably not. Um, unless it, unless it rallies and continues to be like one of the better TV shows that HBO puts out, which I doubt it will. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, Lily. Uh, Depp. Yeah, Lily Rose. Depp. Lily Rose Depp. Um, is amazing. Mm-hmm. I th- I think she really does like has some some acting chops. We're gonna see her in some bigger films I'm, coming yeah, out. Yeah, and so. that will be the true test. Did, did you watch Tommy and Pam? Pam and Tommy? No. Didn't she play? I think so. Pamela but Anderson. Yeah, I hadn't seen yeah. it. Um, so I would say the Idol. I am not going to watch it. Although the like the coming up in the season that they do at the end of episodes, they're seems to be like some pretty high stakes, you know, drama stuff that I heard the could weekend be interesting. is awful. Dude is the dude's weird, man. And this was like basically his his whole, you know, idea. I don't know if he was throwing money at it or I, I guess so because I think he's one of the producers. Um uh, but yeah it it is it's a weird, weird vibe. Um I get what they're trying to do, but it's almost like they're trying to highlight 
society's I guess obsession with celebrities. obsessions. Yeah. With celebrities, yeah. they, they go into better detail explaining this stuff in other interviews, but it does not come across in, before in the show. any of the controversy about it being exploitive porno, basically. Um, and like some like yeah. torture porn and stuff coming on, yeah. like at some point, I don't know. I had no desire to see it before any of that came out. Yeah. It just didn't look like something I would enjoy. It looked a little bit too, if, if flash flashy may not be the right word, but like too, too substance or styly for me. So I don't know. It'd be too styly for you. Yeah, I get. I I'm I'm there for the style. I just didn't think there was any substance to it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, too, yeah. Too much style. Too, like yes. I, like I, too I glitzy you. for me. I'm like I, I'm just not. I'm not here for yeah, that. So I did. I watched the idol. Probably won't watch that. Um. I also though finished. And we didn't talk about this too much, but um, yeah, we touched on it weeks ago. Maybe yeah, a month ago. I finished uh, the Drops of God series on Apple Plus. Yep. Uh, anime. It is not anime. It's based off of ma- uh, a manga. And, you know, it's basically about these kids that have to, or people that have to, you know, have these duels to be, or to, to wine test. They're basically so, uh, small A's. And it's, it's interesting. I will say that. Live action or cartoon? It's, it's live action. Okay. Um, I think it's, it's really well done. Um, I don't think you would enjoy it. Okay. Well, um, that's all yeah, I need to it, do here. It's it's like three different languages too. It's English, French. Do they talk like Japanese. Shakespeare plots? No, no, they don't. Then I might be all right. Yeah, I don't know. I doubt it. Yeah, I feel like it'd be too boring for you. Oh, wow. Uh, um, Mad Men was too boring for me. I never finished it. <laughs> what? I've watched the first four seasons. I feel like you've never admitted this on pod. No, I watched Mad Men enough. I watched like four seasons in a row and then I just fell off of it. And then I had no desire to go back and watch it. And I did that with Breaking Bad, too. But I went back and finished Breaking Bad years later. I feel like even now, like, older you. Because I I would probably like it now. Yes. But high school Jonathan going into college Jonathan watched Mad Men. And I was like, this is not for me. Same thing with The Walking Dead. I've made it to season five of The Walking Dead like four times. Yeah. Then finally one day started over and binged it. Got it done. And loved it. So... Anyways, Drops of God is good if you're into that type of stuff. I would I would do a little bit of research on it and just get an idea if it's what you're into before you jump in because it's kind of a slow burn. People referred to me as Don Draper. Uh, no, negative. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been called Don Draper. Uh, speaking of Don slow Draper. burns, oh, um, I watched Reality. Yep. So this is Sydney Sweeney's new. I've been calling it Realty. <laughs> for weeks and today i never picked it up today dalsing said it's reality you being funny i was like bro i've been reading this as realty this whole time <laughs> to be to be fair it's like it's it's late when we're recording these pods i just if i heard that i probably just wrote off you just slurring your words because it's, it's late well sometimes i'm drinking and i'm having low iron last week yeah knows? uh but reality it's based off reality winner she was uh you know the person that leaked intelligence that uh, the Russians had act election um, polls or whatever for uh, the 2016 election. And uh, yeah, apparently it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most interesting, I won't, obviously there's not much to, to spoil on this because it happened. Right. Um, but the thing I was most impressed was, is the dialogue for this whole movie was taken straight from uh, the, recording um basically opens up with her pulling into her yard and you know fbi agents knocking on her her car door and it's just like from that moment it is it's all voice recording like they're they're actually talking but, but it's based on the yes or, and it's listen i don't think this is the best movie that's coming out this year but i do think it is 
So you only gave it three and a half stars. Yeah, it, because it's relatively. I mean, it, I don't know. It takes you for on the ride of like, here's our interpretation of this real life event type of thing, mm-hmm. and it's it does not feel like an actual movie. It just feels like reenactment. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some really awkward moments, and I think they're trying to say more about, you know, I don't know. I just you get those weird vibes of like over um like toxic masculinity and like kind of how like you know guys kind of throw their weight around this is weird you know (laughs) turn 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 the light back on oh thank god uh but you know how guys can kind of throw their weight around women to to make them feel uncomfortable to get get um get something out of it um there were some moments like that where um i don't know i think obviously we're supposed to show empathy towards this person yeah and i think it was effective in that but sydney sweeney did did that was gonna be my question how did everybody said like almost universally that if sydney sweeney was eligible for an oscar for this she wouldn't wouldn't win it but could get a nominated i don't know i don't know about that what about the you think what about the emmys that's technically what this would be i think i mean probably like a golden globe dom maybe um, I don't know about Emmys. I'm not sure what it's billed as. I don't know what she could be eligible for if it's not an Oscar. I don't either. Yeah. But is it award worthy? No. Really? You don't think so? No, her performance is good. I just didn't think it was amazing. <laughs> okay. It I, it showed that there was a lot there for her as an yeah. actress, though. I like, I'm really starting to grow. I mean, I'm not that I ever didn't like Sydney Sweeney. The first thing I really noticed her in was like White Lotus season yeah. one. Um, but I feel like every single thing she's been in has been a little different. Yeah. I, I like that she's really showing us her different range, yeah. you know, not just being a pretty girl kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead and do another well, one. Oh yeah, I got, yeah, got my, might as well just blow, blow through all these. By the way, we're doing something different tonight. <laughs> JP comes up here and goes, you gotta get a lamp for your room because we're up here recording in my man cave, right? Yeah, it's so bright, and, man. And, uh. Get migraines. It, you said it's too bright? I thought yes. it was kind of dim in here with that light. No, with that light. Yeah, I know, my with fan actual, light. Yeah, yeah, my actual ceiling light. Yeah. Anyway, so I was like, well, let's just use a TV. So we've been having that on tonight. So it's just pitch black in here with the TV glow. And a minute ago, and he said, oh, this is weird. I t- switched it to the, there was an ad up here to turn on crackling fireplace. <laughs> so I did. But in the meantime, it got real dark. So <laughs> it all of a sudden awkward. in the background, you hear a bunch of popping noises before I muted it, the crackling fireplace. So now we're up here yeah. with the glow of the TV fireplace. That's great. Speaking of uh, pop. Popping, cracking. Nice uh, transition. Yeah. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite or bottle rocket in this sense. Um, I was doing a little deep dive on Letterbox and stumbled on some Wes Anderson stuff. Yeah. And uh, movies stuck out that I'd honestly never heard of. I hadn't either. And um, I'm very glad I found it. Um, it, uh, it is Bottle Rocket, um, which is... I think his his first movie. Uh, it's one of them. Um, I think Rushmore is is the other one that came out. Was in, yeah, earlier. Rushmore I think came first. Ninety eight was Rushmore. Yeah, ninety six. Oh no, Bottle Rocket is yeah, ninety six. Bottle Rocket so. is the first. Um, so I love this. It, this has like the cinematography is is obviously like the elements that are basically iconic to what we're used to now, like Grand Budapest. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're going to see an asteroid city. Um, you know. All, all those other Wes Anderson movies, like those are fine-tuned versions of kind of like what you get in Bottle Rocket. Um, the casting and 
Who's execute. the lead? Uh, the lead is Owen Wilson and the brother. Um, what's his name? Luke. Luke Wilson. Yeah. Um, they Luke play, Wilson's the best. Yeah, they they play childhood friends. Luke Wilson is I basically. Say, I want. I need to finish that sentence. Luke Wilson. I don't say he's better yeah. than Owen Wilson. Luke Wilson's best film is Idiocracy. Okay. Love Idiocracy. Have you seen it? I haven't. With Dak Shepard. Have to edit. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Social commentary that was shockingly ahead yeah. of its time. Yeah, Luke Wilson though. I totally get the the vibe though that like in a different life I feel like Luke Wilson would have been way more successful, but somehow people just gravitated to Owen Wilson. Yeah. Uh, Vacancy's uh, great. That's a yeah. good Luke Wilson film. Not, yeah, um, but I wasn't expecting to have commercials. No, it's You're all in good. the crackling fireplace. It's 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 light. I'm thankful for this. Um, but Luke Wilson's character uh, busts out of prison or not busts out of prison. He was in a mental institute mm-hmm. and. It's a voluntary institute, but he has to break out because his friend Dignan thinks he 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 is put there by force and okay. is trying to escape. And basically takes you this whole movie takes you through this plan of Dignan's to um, you know, be these world known thieves. Okay. And uh it's kinda like a cheesy Ocean's Eleven type thing. You gave it four um, stars. It's great. So I watched it again. It. Okay. Loved it. And who who directed this? Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. He's got a lot of good ones. Amazing. Asteroid uh, City's in a couple this weeks. This was, yeah, and if you are watching Bottle Rocket to get, like, don't expect to watch Bottle Rocket to, to get prepped for uh, yeah, Asteroid totally City. Because it's, it's a totally different vibe. Yeah. Dawson's seen it. We talked about it yeah, today. So. I like it. Um, but next one I watched was Trespassed Against Us. I watched this one today. I, I had just, to look it up when I saw it. Even Dawson didn't know what this one was, which yeah. that's a stump right there. Yeah, I uh, I don't know why this came on my radar. I was probably just I was looking for something that was a little bit more thrilling. Um, didn't but, look like you got your rocks off. So uh, yeah, it's a Michael Fassbender and uh, Brendan Gleeson movie. Um, that basically it's set in in England, I guess Europe, somewhere in Europe. Yeah, and. Uh, it's just basically about these, I guess you call them gypsies. Uh, there's just a traveling family or whatever. They obviously, they live in yurts. No, they live in like campers and stuff like it. It's tra- uh, trailer park mm. type settings. But, um, you know, in Snatch. Yeah. The fan, like the, the family where they go and that's like Brad Pitt's okay. family. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that style okay. of life. Um, and they're very closed off. Like nomads. Uneducated. Yeah. Yeah. Basically nomads. Okay. Um, and, um, but in this society, they're they're just viewed as like rednecks. Okay. And the Fassbender character, like he can't read. He has this this seven year old son that is he's trying to basically give him a better life, make sure he has an education, all that stuff. But are there multiple Fassbenders? I don't or think just so. the one Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. So you got like fifty scars guards. Yeah, I don't remember any okay. other. Uh, but Brendan Gleeson, he's like the patriarch of this whole family. He's, mm-hmm. he's um, uh, Michael's dad in this movie. And uh, he's the overprotective, like, you know, he overall just like believe he's it's funny because he believes the earth is flat in this movie and calls back to it a lot, but is just believes in zero education. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's does Brendan Gleason say feck? Uh, no. So there's no feck and feck. I wasn't I wasn't like looking for him to say that. But now that you've mentioned it, I probably should have bumped it down another half star because I didn't get that. Um, you got a few fucking kidding me. But the accents are great. Um, I can you get a good? Oh, can, wow! <laughs> no, you don't. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. That's like Cockney right there. Um, I enjoy a movie like in this setting, and 
it's actually like pretty thrilling. There's different points where, um, I mean, this is obviously an independent movie and there, like you can tell by the production of it, but the, it was more heartwarming than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, which I liked, but how we got there was not enjoyable. It was very slow. It took me a long time to finish this one. I had to start and stop it a lot. See, I have a bad time. I don't like to do that. Yeah. It stresses me out. I, I got, I got too much stuff I try to do. I, I Did you do that with the man who wasn't there? No, I didn't. Those, you watched I that did one cook straight. dinner while I was doing it, but no. Hmm. It's some fun. unadulterated time. Yeah. Uh, my next two, though, I'll go ahead and I'll do them together. Okay. Because you're, you're, you're getting ready for Dead Reckoning. I am getting ready for Dead Reckoning. we got a fun story to pop on for that for our news later. We do? Oh, yeah. yes, we do. Yeah. Tom Cruise um, being a little bitch. He can get it. He, he, listen, I... So, I watched uh, Mission Impossible 4 and Mission Impossible 5, uh, Rogue Nation, Fallout. Um, these are the first... Of, Fall, hang on. Is Fallout the one with uh, Henry Cavill? Yes. Ah, oh, great. great I mean... All right, so this this is the these are the first two with Christopher uh, McQuarrie, I guess is how you say his last name. McQuarrie. Uh, he also did uh, Jack Reacher, um, and he is he is also he's directing the uh, Dead Reckoning uh, movies, part one and two. The dude, I wasn't a huge fan of Rogue Nation. Um, it's fine. Yeah, that's got the, Sawyer from Lost in it. It's honestly probably the. Second to last, I want to say the second is worse. Um, but MI3 is good, MI3 is great. It's my favorite Mission Impossible besides uh, Fallout, I think. Oh, yeah, Fallout, Fallout's the best Fallout series, is up there with John Wick for me. I agree, yeah. Um, it's the only time I've seen Ethan Shaw be able to do anything that I think John Wick could have a hard time. I with. mean, the, the car seat, like. I love how every action movie now is held, but could they hold a flame to John Wick? I, I mean, he is. He's could he beat God Sisu? Now. Oh, you haven't seen Sisu. I haven't yet. seen Sisu yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to add that for this week. Uh, hey, did you watch Puss in Boots? I did not watch Puss in Boots. Well, you're getting another baton later. <laughs> okay. Um, so, the point being, I think the uh, new director that they they obviously committed uh, to Christopher McQuarrie and. I think it, it paid off, especially in Fallout, um, to kind of see like a full picture. Um, we had a a main villain who's played by your guy. Um, shoot, what's his name? Uh, Sean Harris, play Solomon Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, Was that my guy? I thought I thought he's been in some stuff you you love. I thought you mentioned him. Only time I mentioned Sean Harris on this podcast was when I was talking about the stranger. Sean Harris. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, thought, I can't name you five Sean Harris films. I could have sworn you loved him. My bad. I mean, I'm, I'm going to see. Uh, make sure I'm not thinking of someone different. But Rebecca Ferguson, though, is like a, a, a great addition. Ferguson. The one thing I love that they did with this the series is that they added her, the love interest, kind of taken out Juliet, and they wrapped up the whole Juliet storyline and Fallout so that, you know, it just makes more sense. Um, Rebecca Ferguson is sneaky hot too. She's amazing. I mean, just as an actress. Oh yeah. Um, I'm watching. I didn't mention it, but I've been been watching the Silo mm-hmm. or Silo. I guess is what it's called on Apple yep. TV Plus. Yep. Um, it's it's. I'm holding out hope, but she is great in that series. I'm really surprised that she she kind of 
um, signed on for for a TV series like yeah, that. Yeah, bro, Sean Harris. I don't. I okay. mean, I mean, he's great. Yeah, he's great in it. He was in Trespass Against Us too. Yeah. Uh, I don't even see the stranger. Oh yeah, there it is. The Netflix film earlier this year with Joel Egerton. I still need to watch that. Oh yeah, Sean Harris was in Trespass Against Us. He plays a uh, a brother or something um, in the family, and they basically strip him naked and point pour paint on him. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really it's rough. I did just find a movie though. I'm adding to my watch list that he's in. What's that? Twenty four hour party people <laughs> with Steve Coogan, Patty Considine, and Sean Harris and Lenny James. Sounds like a party. And Andy Serkis. Mm. This looks like a great film. Oh my gosh. How have I never heard of this? So, anyways, I wrap it up by saying Mission Impossible is an amazing franchise. Um, It is good. I'm having growing uh, appreciation for it. I told told Caitlin that we absolutely had to watch them together because I know she would like, she would love them. Mm -hmm. Um, And is she? She will, yeah, at some point. Oh, I thought you were watching them currently with her. Okay. No, but she was watching bits and pieces of Fallout with me. um, And it would catch your attention. There were some, some moments where it caught our attention. So I was like, yeah, she'd love this. Yeah. To have, and the blessings that we get, Michelle Monahog and Vanessa Kirby and Rebecca Ferguson all in the same film is just, just thankful. Well, that's my movies. That's everything I've watched this week. Yeah. So I watched two. Yeah. Uh, well, technically I didn't put them on here. I, I watched them today. These little shorts, uh, and I've seen people log them before, so I figured I'd go ahead and start logging them too. Okay. Now Violet's a little older; she doesn't mind just watching some older animation too. So I watched all starts of the short ones first. Uh, Mickey and the Seal, uh, which came out in 1948, uh, seven minutes long. I gave it; it's got a 3.4 on Letterbox. Like, how do you really rate a seven-minute old-school Mickey clip? So I gave it three stars. Yeah, but I really enjoyed it. It's fun. It's cute. I'm sure the animation was cutting edge. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then I also watched, uh, which have you seen Mickey in the Seal? Nope. Like the one where he goes to the zoo and he's feeding the fish and one sneaks into his bag and comes home and just hijinks and Pluto gets pissed. No. Okay. Well, and then I, the other one I watched was Tugboat Mickey, another seven minute one. Um, this one's probably not as fun as uh, Mickey in the Seals, but it had Donald and Goofy, so that gives it probably a half star bump. So, um yeah, it was fun. They're both fun. They're both cute. I wish, and like something about that animation is just better than some animation nowadays. It just feels like I miss the hand drawn, like old school Looney Tunes, old school Disney. I miss that. Yeah, everything's so the same now. That's why I think stuff like Spider Spider Man and across the Spider Verse and all that kind of stuff are so exciting because it makes you feel. And like Del Toro's there's Pinocchio, something unique like about, there's something yeah. actually unique yeah. about it, and you know that's how I feel about it. even like this old Disney stuff. Like, yeah, the, just, the hyper realized or hyper realistic animation that, like, things like Pixar is really well known for are great. Yeah, well, but, even the Pixar like non realistic stuff, like just the Pixar animation styles, kind yeah. of running me dry. Exa- a yeah, bit. that's exactly what I was gonna say. I think it was uh, obviously Into the Spider Verse was amazing but um the uh uh mitchell's versus machines oh yeah great like that was and puss and boots the last wish yeah that's, and that's what um the new teenage mutant ninja turtles movie yeah that also, that does look awesome um all of those I, they're on to something now granted they keep doing the same thing every time too that's eventually gonna run into the ground as well but i mean it could be their 
Pixar, you know what I mean? Pixar, while I, it does get tiresome to me, I still love the movies. Like, I'm probably going to love Elemental, too. I'll still go see them. And that's what's, yeah. you know, that's what makes it. Like, and I'll never get tired of watching, like, the, the release toy. You're not going to change the animation to Toy Story or something like that, sure. But I don't know. Um, so those old Mickey cartoons were cute. A little fun time. Just basically logged them to have them on there because I saw them. Um, so I watched Ralph Fricks the Internet like five times yeah. last week. Uh, so I'll talk about it. I had it logged at four stars. I kept it at four stars. Um, this is lower rated than the first one. It's got a 3.0 total, which is shockingly low. I do not understand that. I don't understand why it has a three. What'd you rate it? Uh, Wreck-It Ralph? Uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Ralph Breaks I probably didn't. Have you seen But you've seen it, though. I mean, I have seen it. If I was to just pull it out of the top of my head, it probably would have been... Three and a half, four stars for me. Oh, it's an easy, yeah, easy three and a half. Four stars, good. I could go four and a half, I yeah, think. Yeah, I could um, do that. But that's just because partially when they go into the Disney world of the internet, yeah. the cameos, I, I watched it five times and saw something new each time I watched it. You get Eeyore, you get the Stormtroopers, you get Grumpy, Peter Pan, uh, the whole scene with all the Disney princesses and this, like a 10 minute scene where Vanellope's with all the Disney princesses yeah. having conversations. Fantastic. The stormtroopers is being like their internet security team for pop-ups. Just another little subtle thing. This wasn't in the theater theatrical release. So I had like a, Oh shit, Leo moment. Yeah. There's a question and answer with Groot, baby Groot in the, uh, Disney Regular plus Ralph? one. Oh. Yeah. Ralph breaks the internet. So they're asking Groot with the internet. People asking Groot questions. That was super neat. That wasn't in the Sweet. original. Um, Yeah. It's a it's a very good sequel. The first record Ralph is fantastic in my opinion. I think Ralph Breaks Inner is actually even more entertaining than the first. And then the yeah. whole final battle is like basically a King Kong, uh, where the virus where Ralph turns into the Kong yeah. is great. Slaughter Race where they go into basically being a GTA clone. Like there's so much as a nerd. Like this is like a nerd's. This is like Disney's Ready Player One, and. I very much love Ready Player One. I very much enjoyed Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah. Um, and John C. Riley is like the perfect casting. I mean, honestly, if, if Seth Rogen hadn't been casted for Donkey Kong, John C. Riley would have been, should have probably been the, the first choice. He might have been the first person. Yeah, John C. Riley would have been a good Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I would have been fine with that. Um, but yeah, John C. Riley's perfectly voice cast for Ralph. Sarah Silverman, while she gets on my nerves and other things, she's great as Penelope. Um, not sure I vibe with Gal Gadot Shank. I'm not sure her voice acting was my favorite. Yeah. Um, other than that, that's really all the voice acting that really stood out to me. So for that, but no, uh, yeah, Ralph uh, breaks the internet. Really good. It's been out since 2018, so I'm not going to recap what the whole film is. Really fun movie. Uh, visually and like the color scheme for that film is incredible. Um, uh, so if you haven't seen the record Ralph films, they're probably because I didn't log it any to. I did watch Wreck-It Ralph, uh, not this week, but the week before that. Um, those may be, that may be one of my favorite Disney franchises, those two films. And I know they're, hopefully they should, oh, I don't know if they are not, hopefully they make a third. Um, I would love to have a full, complete three of Wreck-It Ralph. Um, great series. But what's even better is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, you can't go into spoilers. No, the only thing I'm going to say is not a spoiler because it's out everywhere on the corner of the internet, every single corner. We're getting a third. Oh, yeah, because part one. I didn't know that going into it. I feel like they've been saying that. They've been saying that before it came out. I didn't see that. So it was a huge shock to me. This is basically Infinity War. Is exactly what this movie is. And our end game is next. Thanos isn't in it. Yeah, but the whole thing about 
They don't kill the villain. They don't kill. They. It is nothing. Uh, I didn't spoil anything by that comment. I promise. Whatever you're thinking. Okay. I didn't if I watch this movie it. and half the Spider Mans are just wiped off the face of the earth, that doesn't happen. Okay. Unless you want it, to, <laughs> I don't let, want okay, that. To yeah, no, that does not happen. I'd be upset. I'm I'm not going to give you spoilers. Okay, I say, I, I'm I'm going to be very light on the spoilers here. Good. Um. So, just to start with it, me and Abby went and saw this. Abby doesn't go to the theater a lot ever. Like maybe a few movies a year at most. Yeah. And she went to two in a week. So the Little Mermaid and Across the Spider Verse, uh, and she loved them both. Uh, both four star films for her. Uh, Across the Spider Verse is four and a half for me. Um, this movie, and I went and looked into the Spider Verse, is also four and a half. People will argue this with me, I'm sure. This movie had a really good story. I loved it. It's maybe even more poignant than the first one. However, I thought the first one had more story less visual I mean, visuals are phenomenal in the yeah. first one but like the visuals were they were hand in hand with each other they're just great yeah this one is like visual freaking meth like heroin into your eyes it's like just like just, a showcase of oh like my this gosh. is everything we can do and that's do. not a problem yeah if the story was if it had no story and it was just a silent film yeah it'd still be four and a half stars you know what I mean like it's just that good like the animation in this film is just visual ecstasy. It is just, or it's like an orgasm for your eyes the whole time on screen. Yeah. Like it, your eyes are just creaming themselves over and over and over again. It's great. Yeah. Great. I can't, I don't know how to say it any other way. I just vividly told you what it's like. Um, specifically, um, let's see what his name is. The British Spider-Man, but I can find what his name is. Mm. Oh, Daniel Kaluuya did it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who plays Hobie Brown, Spider-Punk. Yeah. The animation for him is great. out of this freaking world. And it was different every scene because he plays like this hippie, like anti-anarchist, like anti-establishment yeah. punk. And so he doesn't want to keep, he doesn't say this, but that's the point of it. Yeah, like, so each time he's on screen, he's in like a different animation style, almost like nice. something's different about him. Like it's incredible. Yeah. Um, there are live action elements mixed into this one with a shocking cameo. Uh, nice. And then there are some not cameos, but live action scenes, like scenes from other films, like, but that aren't, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, there's a Lego world, like super neat. Some of the other worlds they go into super freaking neat. Uh, the main villain, who's kind of a joke in the trailer, the spot, the spot, great villain, a phenomenal villain, yeah. like phenomenal. And some of the biggest scenes in the film come from him, like uh, visually too. I'm sure. Like, oh yeah, like that, the, that like his dynamic as a as a villain is mm -hmm. what pulls they pull that into Part the visuals. Of it. Yep, yeah, it's, awesome. it was great. Uh, Miguel O'Hara, Oscar Isaac's, who's like yeah. the main Spider-Man guy. Yeah, Spider-Man 2099. Uh yeah, I think so. Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Uh, fantastic addition. I'm yeah. excited to see where he goes. He's like a, um, kind of like an Iron Man anti hero type like, thing. He means well. It's like an anti, anti hero. Yeah, protagonist. He's just a protagonist. Yeah, he, he's he means well, but he's kind of a dick about it. Yeah. So, um, the Spider Man popsicles in it. 
You know, like the, the, you know, the, oh, yes. How bad, you know, like the viral <laughs> yeah. Spider Man one? Yeah. It's in it. Yeah. I saw, I didn't notice it in the movie, obviously, because it yeah. was in when they're all chasing him, all the Spider Man. You see that from the trailer. Yeah. Um, they're all chasing him. Well, someone said, oh my gosh, y'all all missed this. And sure enough, it's floating on a stick, f- following him around. Oh it's great. I'm uh, sure uh, Spider Pig didn't make an appearance since uh, John Mulaney was probably going through all his stuff. Um, he didn't, but, there was a spider pig. No, spider ham or whatever. From or ham, fr- yes. Spider yeah. ham from the first one. They reused yeah. for specific gotcha. stuff. So, you know, um, and then he's back in the next one. Yeah. So, um, and I'm interested what they're going to do with it because apparently Spider-Man Noir is back too. So Nice. This isn't us for, this isn't for those, the picture's already all yeah. over the internet and stuff like that. It's yeah. the very end. So, oh, we'll pitch <laughs> black, black for a second. Um, th- yeah, this is just absolutely incredible the story's fantastic obviously he's fighting the spot um and do you know anything about why uh, this is what i'm asking you so i don't want to go into spoiler like i know nothing about this okay so you don't know yeah. like why miguel is kind of anti-hero kind of thing i no. okay i, mean, I'll, I'll I know it. very little from the the comics and it's it's all you know your basic mm-hmm. spider-man trauma stuff you know yeah so. i agree yeah uh well they take that what you just said, yeah, the spider trauma. Level. That's like the whole premise of the issue nice. here, and it's phenomenal what they do. Um, yeah, I, I I could spend a whole podcast just talking about the animation, the story, all of it. Like if if this this could have been a topic almost, but if I would have saved it for next for Thursday's episode, I would have had like nothing to discuss for what we've been watching. So, and I want you to watch it so we can discuss it. Yeah, that could be a topic when you watch it. That could be the topic. Because, oh my gosh, I could spend a whole episode almost talking about okay. Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Anyway, it's fantastic. Um, there is a little... It, it, I do have a little... I have a question. So you saw the first one. Yeah. There's obviously it's a love interest between... Um, Gwen? Gwen and Miles. Yeah? I mean, I think there's... On Miles' front, I think it's... Yeah. And but I think I they also... I don't think so much for, from Gwen, though. No, I, I did. And I definitely think they touch on that a little bit here. Yeah. I mean... I think it's fairly obvious, but apparently she's trans. Yeah. Really? Well, so there's been all sorts of pictures. I don't notice this kind of stuff every time I'm watching a film, right? But like in her poster, in her room. So her world she comes from yeah. is watercolor. So okay. it's super neat. Everything's watercolor. I'm like visually just taking it all in, right? But yeah. now people are showing some screen grabs of it and all that stuff. It says trans, life, trans kids matter, trans life matter. And her dad, who's captain stacy in her world yeah has the trans logo on a shirt too okay. everybody's saying that you know she's trans and all this stuff which i guess she could still be into miles still yeah but like they're saying she's not well i think this film doubles down that she is and okay. she is very much a she yeah i'm confused i am too i don't have enough i, comic I, I feel like canon. i feel like well this would be new i'm pretty sure well, too I, I think they would have a yeah, they would have to make a statement on that thing. I'm waiting for it. Okay. It's Pride Month, too. I just don't want them to shoehorn it in there, because then it's just going to feel weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, this is the day and age in which we live. <sighs> but overall, that's my only, and that's not a concern, but like... Yeah. I didn't think anything about that. The movie fit perfectly. I don't want them to change it, because there's a small yeah, subsect people demanding it now. Yeah, even sexual orientation aside, like, I never... The... It it always felt childish compared like it like childlike the the chemistry that they had. It you know felt like high school. Yeah, like a crush. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I never I never really thought much of it. Um but yeah, I'll be I'll be on the lookout for it I'm next time I watch you, it. 
Can I give you one non-spoiler spoiler? I guess so. One of the best shocking live action cameos. It better not be freaking Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. It's not. Okay. Well, there's a scene from Spider-Man, the Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man in it. But that's not, okay. I don't count that as a cameo. That's just a scene from when Miguel O'Hara is showing him different stuff. That doesn't count. That's no big deal. Donald Glover. Are you serious? Yeah. It's got to happen, man. It's got to happen. I'm not going to say what he is. Well, he's, I mean. Going back to the community days. Yeah, they have a they have a scene in community. They always pull from whenever he was casted in Spider-Man for whatever the, the part that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's, it's basically a, a day in his life and it shows him in his room with the Spider-Man pajamas. He's got a pretty neat cameo. Yeah, that's cool. I think you're going to enjoy it. I will I will enjoy it because I love community. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, it's funny because Joel McHale is dressed up as Doc Ock. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're not that lucky. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, Into the Spider- Across the Spider-Verse is freaking phenomenal, guys. Um, and what they did to... Um, the Indian Spider-Man, the Spider-Man of India was also fantastic. And apparently people are thrilled about that. And he was already canon. Like there is a Spider-Man in India. That's yeah. a pretty prominent, cool. um, Puffeteer Parker. Yeah. Um, or I'm probably butchering the name, <laughs> but, this um, case. anyway, he was fantastic too. Yeah. Everything about this movie is fantastic. I don't know why I didn't give it five stars or the other one, five stars. There's something holding back there, but, um, very good. So there it is. That's it. That's, that's, that's what I've been watching. I forgot a movie that I, was, I watched today. I saw you log on something yeah, there. I, uh, I watched Fool's Paradise, the Charlie Day movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's terrible. Oh, okay. It's bad. Um, it was the type of movie where they were trying to be very earnest. Yeah, was, I like, saw one but, review said it meant well, just didn't pull it off. Yeah, this movie should have either been super like lighthearted. There's, there's a scene where... Um, he ends up in like this kids theater group, or whatever, and it's very childish and playful. They could have gone that route and just fully committed, or you go the full on, just like sunny in Philadelphia humor, like super, just outrageous, cruel. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been one of those two movies, at but they did points. both, and it was a weird, it's, yeah, weird, weird. Um, it was really nice to see Ray Liotta again. Yeah, I thought he, he killed it. He looked great. Mm-hmm. Obviously, very early on. But, yeah, he's uh, not dead. But yeah, it was. It was. You have to watch it, just because you'll have to watch it. Yeah. But I tend to score. I tend to be a little more generous with my scores than you do. So, in some cases, yeah. in movies like this, I'm. Yeah, it's just not my. Had Adrian Brody in it. I had to watch it. How was he? He's great. Mm. Chad. He was definitely a Chad. Oh, how was Charlie Day though, as a whole? Um, again, if the movie had picked one side or the other, as far as the tone, I think it, he would have played fine. Um, there were a couple different moments where there were some, uh, um, Charlie. Oh, I forgot Kate and Becky sells in it. Yeah. Some, How does uh, she look? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Kate. How was Jason Sudeikis? Uh, pretty good. And, oh, and Jason Bateman. I forgot this had a great Yeah, cast. the Bateman, the Bateman was a very quick scene but it was funny i mean th- there's all kinds of people in this that you i kind of forgot oh, yeah, john malkovich the john malkovich scene was good um so basically this was like a hey you're my friends come every, help me with this every scene had somebody new in it um very few people showed back up um you know basically anyone that you knew as far as like a staple from sunny 
showed up in it outside of <gasps> outside of what but, you have the man who wasn't there that's 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 next week no, I know well no. rated way lower than I need it to be yeah yeah if four stars is a good rating but like why you gotta say it man I'm spoiling like people talking. they can sit and watch and listen and go watch it beforehand <sighs> and then they can come here and just shy it all over you next time I'm, um, I'm talking about it. I like the movie, but you know, we'll save it. My... <sighs> listen, when we were talking about Bottle Rocket, <laughs> my dad used to listen to a lot of Christian. Well, obviously, also my dad listens to his Christian, but um, I had to listen to all the Christian rock he had. So one of the bands was called Guardian. You know him? No. Okay. Well, they have a song called Bottle Rocket, and that's been it. Now the whole time we've been up here, I've been singing it in my head. Like the chorus is like, "I've got a bottle rocket." I've got a bottle rocket. No darkness gonna shine or hide it. I'm gonna let it go and let it fly or something like that. I don't know what that wow. has to do. That just I had to come out or how that's about. I'm sure it's about their faith, like an analogy. I mean, that's that's news to me, man. I never heard of this. Uh, anyway, so we got some news. Let's go into it, please. We got some news. And let's just go ahead and start with something that we were just touching on. Um, what are you touching? You know what I'm touching. The news? Oh, yeah. I'm going to touch all over the news. Do it. All right. I'm going to be like Joe Biden with kids touching all over it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Across the Spider-Verse is the highest rated film on Letterboxd. This week? All time. Wow. All time. I don't understand. I don't understand the Letterboxd metrics. I'm not even, I'm not going to claim that it's I got ever got a 4.7 rating. Yeah. Highest concurrent rating. Okay. That ain't right. I don't think it deserves that. I mean... I've seen a lot of like people like... I, I use Matt Naglaya from Next Best Picture as an example. Yeah. He's like, Spider-Ver- I love Into the Spider-Verse. It's good. Ain't the highest rated movie on Letterboxd. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? I, I, I think, think this is a lot of recency bias. Recency bias and whenever people do rewatches and all that, you just hope that people be honest to their rewatch and it'll it'll level out. Well, I think... Well, I, I rewatched Into the Spider-Verse and it stayed at a four and a half. And this will stay at a four and a half. However, it's just, it's recency bias. Like people aren't going to go back and now, here's the problem. People go back and watch something like, let's just use one of my favorite movies, Pan's Labyrinth or The yeah. Big Lebowski. And they're like, oh, you know, this has lost a little bit of a sheen. I'm going to drop it a half star. You know what I mean? That's yeah. not the movie's fault. That's just the time's fault. Like, but this movie's probably, these movies, I don't know. Recency no, that, bias that's why problem. in these, you know, down of color, like these lists and everything, they, there are these moves in in your rankings because of comparison to more recent things and that's that's always gonna be the case yeah but it's really good uh you, you gotta go watch this before we record next I'll time i try i try my best it's like i told you good. earlier it's it's a busy week but we'll see um because i want to go see another movie this week <laughs> what's that i'm jumping ahead in the news because i just want to talk about it okay the new transformers rise of the beasts it yeah. finally did its pre- press release and people are seeing it yeah and consensus rating they say it's the best one since the first one. Like, but like just as good as the first Transformers, like the Shia LaBeouf Transformers. So, that it took out all the Michael Bay excessiveness from the first ones that yep. made those a little can- like too much, and then it took away all of the forced humor from the Mark Wahlberg John Cena ones. Yeah. So now you have wait, John Cena was in Transformers. Mm-hmm. The slightly later ones. Oh God. Yeah. So then you're left with the best parts of both. They said you have some corny dialogue, but it's Transformers, so that works. So they said gotcha. this is a ton of fun, and the final battle scene is like they said, imagine Endgame, but with Transformers. All right. I'm all in now. I wasn't going to go see it in theaters, but now I might have to go see it in theaters. 
So you want to go see Transformers in theaters? Oh. Possibly, yeah. Oh, I just thought you were gonna say no. No, I could. I, I'm. I'm going I'm, to Maiden this weekend. It. I think though. Uh, that is Sanctuary. Sanctuary. No, probably that's not a that's not a theater watch for me. That's a at home that's, with some lotion and a sock. No, that's a let's a let's see what the reviews are like. The reviews are pretty good on it. Yeah, I think I think me and Dawson are gonna go see it. But I was gonna see if you wanted to go see, but you'd see Transformers I'm not go instead. See that with you guys, I'll go see Transformers. Though. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, so that was that. That was the other news story for that. Uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast is getting uh really good reviews so far. The early reviews say so. We'll see how it does. Starting tonight is like opening night for like non press for you know Thursday's like worldwide opening night release. But gotcha. like tonight's like I don't know. I don't understand why Cinemark. I don't understand it. Do you see some of those floaters? Sometimes looks like something's coming off the screen. Yeah, it wigs me out. Um. But anyway, yeah. So apparently the new Transformers is really good. So we'll see. Anyway, so third news story: Disney, or I guess Pixar technically, has let go of the director of Lightyear, or more importantly, the savior of Toy Story Two. I didn't do the research to find this woman's name, so I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that she was director of Lightsaber, uh, Lightyear. Yep. So um, here's the deal. Do you know the Toy Story 2 deal? Uh, no. What's the okay. So I, like I said, I should have put her name in here. I don't remember what it was. She, so based on memory from a few days ago when I read this new story. Yeah. Toy Story 2 and it was ready to go get sent to get pressed or whatever. All the original copies had been deleted. Somehow, some big mess up. Okay. And there was no copies of the film that they had spent all these years working on. It was gone to the world, completely wow. gone. But this lady had saved one copy on a fl- thumb drive, went back home, got it, brought it in, and therefore saved Toy, Toy Story, Story 2 because everything, all the assets, everything had been gone, wiped somehow, somehow. Wow. So Toy Story 2, as we know, it would have been completely gone. They would have had to start it over completely. But wow. she had it saved, brought it in. And, you know, now we get Toy Story 2, 3, 4, and on, you know? Now we have the cloud, and we ain't got to worry about that, yeah. hopefully. And they fired her. <laughs> I mean, there's there's probably a that little... That alone should be a lifetime contract. I think they gave her Lightyear. Yeah, and Lightyear was... fumbled the bag. Fumbled it bad. <laughs> All the goodwill went away. <laughs> so, uh, but no, that was just a fun story. I had no, the backstory behind Toy Story 2. That sounds like a... Uh, a oh, not Wes Anderson. Um... Oh, there's a director just popping to my mind. I could see the Coen Brother movies making a movie about that. About what? The whole Toy Story 2, everything getting deleted, someone having to go find the Toy Story 2 thumb drive to bring it in. Mm-hmm. Some sort of like a burn after reading kind of comedy. Yeah. Be great times. Yeah. Anyway. I see that. Um, next, next news story. Uh, Disney, another one, wants the Lion King to become, and I quote, a Star Wars-like saga. Uh, the next film, which I had no clue was already almost done with development, is Mufasa, The Lion King. So it's a prequel? Yes, it's the backstory of Scar and Mufasa. I mean, I'm surprised. As, as big as Straight to Tape was back in the day, mm-hmm. like that feels like something that would have dropped three months after the first one came out. Yep. Or like the what was the other sequel, whatever the bad. Lion King 2. Sure. Yeah. And then Lion King 3. And yeah. then... Maybe the, Never, yeah, the Timon and Pumbaa show. Yeah. yeah. Lion King I did watch the Timon and Pumbaa show growing yeah, up. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, my daughter's recently obsessed with Timon. Timon so yeah. we've been watching the Timon and Pumbaa Timon show and it's Timon. been great. Um, 
But here's the deal. It's all live action. Oh. It's a live action Lion King universe. So yeah, there's that. How does that make you feel? Less excited than I already was. Did Josh, not Josh Brolin, did, um, oh my gosh. Yes. Did he voice Mufasa in the live action one too? Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, he's voiced. I hope he, he's done doing Vader, he said. So I'm sure they got every possible word in the dictionary out of his, you know, vocal range, you know, before he's let go of that. But, um, I hope he does it here, but I'm not overly excited about a live action Lion King universe. I have zero interest in this. I, I don't know why outside of money. Um, I recognize that there's probably, um, there's untapped like story there that could be good. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm fine to have a scar Mufasa backdrop. That's fine to me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not as enticing because we already know the the the, the dynamic between these characters, and so. And if you watch the Lion Guard, the kids show on Disney Plus, you already know a lot of Scar's background. He was okay. a part of the Lion Guard, so is that canon? I don't know. Now I'm gonna have to. They're they're gonna have to do some retconning because you got people like me who have a very interesting Scar backstory taking place with Simba's son Kion. And Scar comes back in that show. Yeah. From the dead. That's that's wild, man. I know. But that's where animation comes in. The Lion Guard is old school animation. It's like yeah. 2019, you know, fairly new. But in that same 2D yeah. kind of drawing, just touched up a little bit. Fantastic. I want that. I would be way more interested in an animated Lion King universe. You know? But yeah. I don't know. Live action Lion King universe ain't for me. But I am intrigued by the plot. I just don't really want to see lifeless lion faces the whole time. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, next next new story. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, um, kind of. Mark Hamill is done with Luke Skywalker. Um, he thinks we all need to be done with Luke in general. But he said him specifically, yeah. it's time for him to say goodbye and to move on. He did go, go on to say he's fine to let a younger actor who looks like him, whatever they want to do with technology, he has his blessing for them to still use Luke, but he is done voicing Luke, anything to do with Luke. I'm sure he'll still do meet and greets and stuff for, you know, make a wish kids or something like that, or just maybe that wasn't, <laughs> you uh, know what I mean? Yeah. He would do it for make a wish kid. He's oh, that absolutely. kind of guy. You know? He's a big advocate for yeah. stuff like that. But uh, yeah, he's done with Luke. Are you good with that? Yes. You ready for Hammy Hamill to hold it up? Or yes. hang it up? Yes, because I think as long as Hamill's attached to this franchise, there's a certain tone to it that yeah. overall needs to kind of die away and let's get a little bit more serious Star Wars. I'll believe that he's gone when the new Ray movie Ray movie I will comes out. I believe he's gone whenever he is uh Dead. astro projected <laughs> out of existence. Yeah, because I think he'll show up totally show up in the Ray movie coming out. Oh yeah, he's definitely got to make a cameo. I would wager, some, but he's made it clear he's done with Luke, so unless he's already He'll come out and say, well, I'm done with Luke outside of the other 15 films I've filmed for already. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm ready for... I'm ready for him to be done with the Skywalker stuff. I'm fine with him mentioning it, like in the Man- Mandalorian, like a little cameo Luke. That's okay. Yeah. But I, I don't want to have a big focus on Luke or any of them yeah. anymore. But I, unless they give me a Vader series, I'm all in for a Vader series. Like, give me a like rated R or at least hard PG-13 Darth Vader at, like a year after Mustafar. 
where he's like being yeah, like I, hunting Jedi and stuff like that. There is a ton of like comic book reference. I mean, actual book reference uh, source material for this stuff. So I definitely think it's possible. And some of what I, I don't know the actual stories, but from people that I've talked to, they're more fans than me. That is some of the better story mm-hmm. to this franchise. Yeah, they fumbled it with Solo because huh? Solo yeah. was a high. Like I would wanted to see early Han Solo. Yeah, I didn't hate the movie at all, but and I didn't think I didn't think the casting was bad. No, either. Me neither. So whatever. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, so we already talked about Transformers. Uh, let's talk about your boy from back, talking about Mission Impossible. Yeah. Let's talk about uh Tom Cruise and his new um what what was his character's name in Tropic Thunder. I don't remember that. Uh, but he like has all the meltdowns and like demands he get his way and freaks out. Is this a penis commercial? I mean, it looks like a Viagra type commercial. Yeah. A lot of carrots and they keep bending and stuff. Oh, wait. Signs of serious energy to the penis. Pooping. Sw- oh, man. Did you see that? I Listen, man. If it is a penis commercial. <laughs> Oh man, Zyaflex. Man, that's a what in the world? Um, I'm For, cut this. No, this is bent a carrot. <laughs> bent carrot. Bent oh, carrot. I didn't thought the bent carrot. Wow, no, Nothing you don't cut that. People need to know about the bent carrot. Um, but anyway, Tom Cruise. Um, oh yeah, you were pulling he's up got his some character. Beef. Oh, what was I looking up? Uh, his Thunder. character in Tropic Thunder. He plays like the super foul mouthed, angry uh, film agent. Manager, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Les Grossman. Les Grossman. Tom Cruise is having a full-on, real-life Les Grossman moment. Uh, Why? M- Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning opens the same week or a week after something in the same span of IMAX. Yeah. With Barbie and Oppenheimer. Oh. And uh, apparently, the majority of screens around the nation are showing. Oppenheimer and or Barbie and this can th- and therefore do not have and have made it clear they do not have they're not showing Dead Reckoning and IMAX in the majority of theaters across the world. Tom this Cruise is, is livid. This is making more sense now from what um, I've seen earlier this week. Not only so the studios couldn't do anything about it and they told Tom Cruise that. He didn't yeah. like that. Tom Cruise has personally himself start not only been calling but traveling to executives of theater chains to say, and this is literally a, I'm gonna, I'm paraphrasing the quotes. I remember, but something to the ilk of, "I saved y'all's chain with Top Gun Maverick. I saved cinema. Show this in IMAX." <laughs> so, and like he's, they said he's like tantruming, like mad about it. I I believe it. You think he'll get his way? Yeah. Or do you think Oppenheimer and Barbie are? T- I mean, nothing's gonna change with. I think if if they boot one, it'll be Barbie. I think Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer because of the 70 millimeter, only 20 IMAX. Well, that's not the issue. Oppenheimer's only, me and Dawson did research into this. Okay. Oppenheimer's only showing in 20 theaters in gen- IMAX. Yeah. 20 IMAX is in the whole nation and yeah. another like. Only th- because of the film. Yeah. And only 20, and they're not showing any digital. They didn't film it in digital IMAX, yeah. only the film versions. Because yeah. Dalton, well, so this is our last news story. I was tied in here. Me and JP and. Come on, buddies, Kyle and Dawson. You've heard us talk to talk to talk about, and Kyle's talked on the podcast. And then Tyler yeah. Yoakum, two of his friends, and then another one of our friends, Andrew Greer from Letterbox. So Letterbox bringing us all together. Andrew's flying in from Florida. That's wild to meet us in Nashville. That's wild. Well, because it's not showing anywhere close to yeah, him. He'd rather that's just IMAX. yeah. 
So um, it's not for us, obviously. No, it's like an, just under two hours for us to go to see it. Um, so Tyler and his buddies are driving down from Ohio meet on Thursday night, staying the night in Nashville, meeting us in the morning for breakfast, and then go see Oppenheimer. Uh, we'll have to plan the day around Barbie because it'll drop somewhere in there. But yeah. um, regardless, we're going to go see Oppenheimer. We're going. We got tickets secured, uh, eight seats to go see Oppenheimer. We're gonna like this is history, like twenty theaters in the nation. We're getting to go see seventy millimeter. IMAX film. A year from now when Christopher Nolan is going around saying that he actually saved cinema, we're going to be like, we were there for I it. I was there. We were probably, we were and we'll be like in the 1%. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll be one percenters in something. I mean, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. This is like a, there's very few times in my life I can say I saw like a historic moment in film. I'm Wait, excited. I was there when the towers fell. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm need some context. I thought you said you say cinema. <laughs> but were you? Uh, you were in New York I when the towers there. fell. I oh. watched it. Oh. <laughs> you just lived through it. We all did. Oh we? yeah. <laughs> wow. That's some shit I'd say. Uh, oh, that's great. Anyway. uh so yeah, we're gonna be making different kind of history. We're gonna be seeing Oppenheimer, yeah, in IMAX with some friends, and that's the kind of shit Letterbox like eats up when people like come together and post a picture. So we'll do a picture out in front of the IMAX. Okay. You know, be a good time. Um, anyway, so yeah, we're gonna go see Barbie and Oppenheimer double feature in IMAX, and it's gonna be amazing. July twenty first, so it'll be great times. Um, anyway, back to what I was saying. Tom Cruise is like demanding that they start showing Dead Reckoning in IMAX. Um. I'm sure he'll get some sort of his wish, but I don't think it'll be at the cost of Oppenheimer because Oppenheimer's not really the problem because they're only showing in 20 IMAXs nationwide anyway. Um, so that's just 20 theaters. I'm sure there's... I I still... I th- I think the... the draw for Oppenheimer is deterring like Dead Reckoning's like ability to be put out there though. Yeah. Um if I'm Which, Tom Cruise, honestly, yeah, Oppenheimer's not moving off its date. Barbie's not moving off its date. I would just shift it an extra week forward or back. One of the two. Yeah. I mean, I know it's Tom it's a Cruise. Sign of he's weakness. not. It's a I get pride, it. He's not going to do it. Thing. But I would get honestly. I'd get out of that. That's a stacked week. I'd get out of their way. Yeah. And you're the easiest one to move. Listen, it's got. It's going to do numbers either way. Yeah, it's going to do numbers. It may even win the number race. Honestly. Oppenheimer is going to be great. It's a war movie. It's going to draw the old. Oh, yeah. No, Oppen- all three are going to be box office yeah. juggernauts. Well, Barbie should be. It could. Out of all those Barbies, it's the, the wild card, wild card there. But um, the indie crowd is going to eat up Barbie. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think you're going to get like our, our, our parents generation, which is still a huge and part of cinema. But the not, other two will. And you're not going to have people pulling double features. Like so, you're gonna have people making a actual decision of I'm gonna watch Oppenheimer this week or I'm gonna watch Barbie this. I'll week. I'll be seeing Barbie back to back days. I probably will too. Because Abby, Abby and Ellie wanted to see this movie, right. and then we Caitlin, told them we were going. Caitlin so, wants to see it too. Well, you want to go off Thursday we night? We might have to, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> they want to see it first with us. So me yes. and Dawson are taking Abby and Ellie, assuming it shows Cinemark Thursday I night. I won't be able to go Thursday. <laughs> I practice. Maybe you cancel practice for Barbie. No, we're not canceling practice. Good. Uh, Talk about practice. Talk about practice. Uh, anyway, so yeah, very excited about seeing it, and also kind of interested to see where this Tom Cruise yeah. beef kind of goes, um, and who caves, who doesn't cave. 
Well, we'll talk about the most interesting story of this whole news cycle. Is this relevant news? Like, this is like Guy Ritchie. Okay. I mean, Guy I, Ritchie, I guess, is always relevant. In our yeah, lives. well, we watched The Covenant and we've watched <laughs> yeah, Operation yeah. Fortune. We you know I've seen three, two Guy Ritchie movies already this year. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that him and Madonna were married. Yeah, for like first? eight years. Yeah. Um, and with that, apparently. He was a, their relationship was, you know, very tumultuous and, you know, back and forth or whatever. So the reason this is relevant is because all of a sudden on Twitter, which is where I get, spend the majority of my time, um, a picture posted of them two together. Okay. Even a hotel in 2007. This is the picture. You find anything strange Am about I this need picture? To describe this picture. Um... So Madonna and Guy Ritchie are walking out of the hotel together. He's following behind her in a brown leather jacket. Madonna's walking out in front of him with a clear bag with something inside of it. I can't tell what's in the bag. Can you read the words? I can't read the words. I'll zoom in a little more. It's very pixelated. I don't know just like okay. what those words are. Here, I'll zoom in on the next one. <laughs> that better? <laughs> what's that say for the audience? Penetrator. <laughs> it is, it's the penetrator. Penetrator. It's a uh what is it? I mean that it's is a purple a, strap that on. Is a strap on. I guess Kai Ritchie's up for some pegging. Oh my god. So the cat what's the caption? <laughs> Guy Ritchie being into pegging is so funny. <laughs> uh yeah, so <laughs> I went in a deep dive into this and Guy Ritchie is open was at that point yeah. openly into getting pegged by Madonna. Yeah. So that was something. Yeah. Uh, that was a news story. I didn't know I needed um, that. Now, every time I log on Twitter, there's a new something from Guy Ritchie and Madonna's relationship. So um, you need to cleanse your uh, cleanse your form. Your what's this thing's called? Your algorithm. Yeah. My algorithm. It's all over the place. But yeah. So uh, Guy Ritchie. No wonder he makes some strange movies. He's he's getting pegged into Ace a lot. Yeah. Getting that booty smashed in, boys. Okay. Um so yeah, that's uh I didn't pin Guy Ritchie as being the peg man. What a way to close out the news. Oh, there's one more news story. What is it? The Barbie. Cut Barbie caused an international oh, paint pink okay. paint shortage. Uh I didn't know this because I I didn't buy any pink pink paint. Um, you're not buying pink paint pink paint I ain't doing it <laughs> I don't got it uh, but yeah Barbie because of their set designs everything literally caused an international shortage on pink paint um, what colors can you mix together to get pink red and orange red and white red and white yeah. make pink okay they could have done that save the shortage well it, that's the yeah I wonder to, to wrap up though to tie it back to Guy Ritchie. I wonder, I've never looked in mine. Are all the insides of assholes pink? I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know who I does will, know? I will. Madonna. Madonna, yeah, I will. <laughs> and the penetrator. Something that I'm surprised you didn't add on here. The IMAX reel, though, rumored for. Oh, shoot, heavy, long. Oppenheimer. It's like 11 miles long, apparently. Yeah. And like. 600 pounds. Yeah. yeah. How? I need to see inside an actual. Like, no, no, it's like that's for all of them, right? Oh, for all of them. Yeah, not for one. For one real, like no, to it's not one. It no, no, no. I think it's all the ones that oh. for each time, like total. If you put them all together. Hey, shoot, dude, I don't know, man. Yeah, 
Ain't eleven miles long. Where, where are you gonna put that? Up your bone. Got Richie's maybe. Yeah, it's been penetrated. <laughs> okay. So, what does Madonna? What does Madonna sing? What is? What does she? I don't know sing? a single Madonna song. You would if you heard them. Just do you know one off top of your head? Well, let's look up top. Best, That's what uh, I was about to do too, because yeah. I'm just cu- curious before we close out the pod here. Madonna. Why did I have an emoji? Angry emoji first thing. Madonna. Don't don't you wish her popular is her number one song yeah. with Playboy Cardi. Well, that's a remix. Material Girl. Yeah, I don't know it. Hung up. Yes, you've heard you've heard all these. You've worked in retail long enough. Try to skip through it so I don't get flagged. Don't know it. You've heard them. I've not heard. I don't know these. The only thing I know about Madonna is from Weird, the Al Yankovic story. They I thought you were just say everything you know about Madonna is weird. I was like, yes, that's correct. She is weird. She is weird, and she pegs Guy Ritchie at one point in life. So there you go. That's, that's all you need to know right there. So um, anyway, um, that's it for this up. Wow. So Thursday, we have our in review. Yeah. And we're discussing The Man Who Wasn't There. And, and Hell Caesar. Yeah. Those are our two films. And we our topic is going to be talking about because the man who wasn't there is a, a noir. Yeah. Um, we're gonna be talking about noirs because they are increasingly popular right mm-hmm. now. Um, and talking about what makes a good noir. What do we need from a good noir? And honestly, I guess we're gonna be getting into a discussion of really what is a noir. It's really and, just a discussion and, of why we're all idiots. Yeah, and like, according what's the difference between that? Yeah, according to Dawson, like, what's a whodunit? What's yeah. a neo noir? What's just an action mystery? Who knows? <laughs> so we're gonna discuss that and kind of get into that a little bit, and that'll be our uh, that'll be what we talk about on our Thursday podcast. Um, we're back to our regular schedule again this week, so it's a little wonky last week. That's also my bad. So uh, anyway, you any closing thoughts? No, I don't. I'm really wish I watch Puss in Boots right now. Yeah, because you know what's coming. Just get out of the way, please. Let's yep. move on. Uh, so this has been another episode of uh, Mostly Film. If you like what you're listening to and your eardrums are dancing and you're having a great time right now uh, and you're Googling the penetrator, make sure your safe search is on or you're in incognito mode because uh, who knows what will be coming up then. Um, I mean, everybody likes a good finger in their bum. It's it's okay. Don't 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 be weird. Not, don't be weird about that. So um, anyway, if you like what you're listening to and you've had a great time with us today, uh, just be like Guy Ritchie and give us a give us a follow. Give us five stars. Um, that that's that's how you thank us. Uh, so I've been. This is me. This is Jonathan. Yeah. So this has been a uh, hey howdy hey good time. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan McCorder, joined by my beautiful co-host JP uh, Patone. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you on Thursday. See you guys. Bye.